Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1200. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Good morning, I'm Karen Moscow, along with Tom Keen and Michael McKee, and that is the sound of the opening bell. It's brought to you by SEI. Imagine when asset management servicing is unconstrained by infrastructure. See how SEI's global operating platform can be your catalyst for business expansion at SEIC.com slash imagine. Stocks higher at the open. The S&P 500 up three-tenths percent or six points to 1985. Dow Jones Industrial Average up three-tenths percent or 48 points to 17,018. The Nasdaq up Four tenths percent or 18 points to 46.67. Ten-year Treasury down 13.30 seconds. The yield 1.87 percent. Yield on the two-year 0.89 percent. NYMEX crude oil is up two percent or 73 cents to 37.22 a barrel. COMEX gold down 1.3 percent or 16 dollars 10 cents to 12.46.70 an ounce. The euro a dollar 0.948. The yen 112.83. Tom and Mike. Karen, thanks so much. And Karen, like myself. We usually don't quote net gas, which is important because it is cratered with a four-day rebound here recently. But I rarely use the word cratered, and yet it works for net gas. I've begged our crack team. Mike, what's our staff up to, like 80 people, 83 Maybe eighty four, but yeah, it depends. Right. You know, some of them, some of them are some of them were 80. out voting yeah. in the primary. They're voting, yes, they're they're, they're they're old enough to vote. Yeah. Um, anyways, our crack team finally cra- uh, tracked them down. Stephen Shark joins us from the Shark Report. All right now, Stephen, wonderful to have you on. Why is oil up and net gas south? Uh, Nat gas is uh, down because, or actually it's up. It's, we're essentially at a technical turning point, guys. It is so cheap at this point. I got down to about $1.60, which is what, about $10 barrel oil equivalent. Uh, the reason for the bearish, uh, bearishness in gas, aside from the uh, little pop that we're getting now, is the fact that the U.S. industrial economy has been, continues to be, will be be for the foreseeable future in a steep recession. Keep in mind, I'm saying the industrial sector of the economy, hence why we've gotten the pullback. So with natural gas, your only other driver outside of commercial and industrial demand, which is at a post-great recession low, by the way, is the weather. And of course, now we're in the shoulder months. We don't have gas furnace demand. We don't have air conditioning demand. So we don't have power demand on the residential side. So hence why we've had such a precipitous drop but the funny thing about natural gas is it's the ultimate or the consummate contrarian play. So we were weak throughout the winter. Even if this was a cold winter, on average, we see weakness in gas prices during the winter. And then you tend to see a countercyclical rebound in natural gas once we get into the shoulder months. So perhaps that's what we're seeing right now, a technical bounce, which could also come into being a contrarian trade over the next month, two months. Now, with regard to oil, This is the market that's not trading on fundamentals. We've had a significant pop in oil prices over the last two weeks, but I'm going to underscore this. This is nothing but a major short squeeze rally. I'll give you a for instance. As of a week ago, according to the CFTC, both bullish speculators and bearish speculators liquidated some of their positions going into two Fridays ago. The difference is when the bulls liquidated their position, they sold one contract. When the bears liquidated the position, they bought back 82 contracts. 
So when you sell one contract and you buy 82 contracts, guess what happens to price? And hence, we are now into this significant short squeeze. How long does it last? Uh, it's a great question, Mike. Uh, it could. Now, what's happened here is this rally is driven solely by a liquidation by the bears. Now, what we've seen now over the past week is open interest beginning to rise. So if the rally to this point was driven by a bearish speculation, if open interest is indeed rising, that could be a significant sign that money, bullish money, is coming into the market. So this could prolong the rebound. So uh, how long? No one's going to be able to tell you that. Uh, but certainly we're going through the, sh- we're going through the uh, uh, turnaround season, the maintenance season. So we're buying a lot fewer barrels physical buyers because the refineries are shutting down units for maintenance to get ready for the summer. So this is more or less a spec-driven rally. So this could happen until when? Until the end of the turnaround season when we bring the physical buyers back into the market and some fundamentals are again injected into this market. So a roll of dice, this could last a couple of more months, could last mm-hmm. just another day. It could be with yesterday's sell-off. It could have already run its course. No one, unfortunately, right. can tell you that. Right and, now. and to be clear, you're not long oil, because this has been a raging debate. Uh, Dan Suzuki with Francisco Blanche at Maryland suggest prices to 50, and they've got fundamental enthusiasm. Uh, Jeff DeGraff, working technically, was ruthless today, looking for a retest of lows and even into the teens. Yeah, I, I cannot make, guys, I cannot make the fundamental case. I, I understand uh, there is the, the inclination we're looking at, um, certainly prices are so cheap. But just because prices are cheap, doesn't that's not a reason to buy. They're, they're cheap for a really good reason. And that really good reason is we are still producing a lot of oil, not only here in North America, but what seems to be have driven some of this speculative rally is this idiotic notion that somehow OPEC is going to come to some sort of agreement on a production freeze. I'll just point you to yesterday's ballistic missile test by Iran. There is no way the Sunni side of OPEC and the Shia side of OPEC are going to come to an agreement on production anytime in the foreseeable future. So if you are buying oil on the assumption OPEC is going to freeze production, good luck with that because that is not happening. But so far... We put a floor under oil because people are thinking it it might. What what changes? What what do uh, what happens to get people to believe that you're correct? Um, well, at this point, we've already got 517 million barrels of oil in commercial stocks sitting there. That is at the highest level since uh, Babe Ruth was hitting home runs up there in the Bronx. Uh, at this point, it's just going to be a, 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 a wait-and-see game. We have to let this run its course, uh, certainly once we get into the demand season, Mike. So uh, perhaps we're going to have to wait until either the beginning of the summer or the end of the summer after we get through the peak oil demand season, gasoline season, that is, in July and August, then perhaps, because if, if you juxtapose today's price path in oil with last year's price path in oil, they're, they're going in lockstep fashion. So in January last year, mm-hmm. oil bottomed at about $40, rallied to $60 in May, 
Right. We went into the summer demand season, and by the end of the summer demand season, oil was at $40 a barrel. And then, of course, at the beginning of this year, it dropped down to basically $25 a barrel. So I could see that happening again. So this rally certainly could continue into the summer, but certainly I'm not expecting a significant pullback yeah. in production, enough, enough to compensate for soft demand, and hence why I wouldn't be surprised if this current right. lockstep again <clears throat> follows last year's pattern. Very, very, very quickly here. When we say we're up to our eyeballs in oil, are we up to our eyeballs in natural gas? Uh, absolutely, and that's the bigger issue here because production is showing no signs of any sort of significant cutback. So, again, as I said, your only two drivers for natural gas essentially are commercial and industrial demand, which is in recession, and then the weather. Now, the difference is here that with natural gas, all it is going to take to get natural gas back to $3 a decatherm from where it is today at about $1.70 a decatherm, all it's going to take, guys, is a really, really hot summer. So if you get a sweltering summer in Boston, it's got to be in the northern latitudes also because it's always hot in the south. So Boston, New York, okay. Chicago have to swelter. If that happens, you'll see a significant uh, bounce in natural gas okay. by the end of the summer. Stephen Shark, we will return. Stephen Shark on oil, one of the great debates of this moment. The market up 45 points. Time now to bring in Michael Barr for the latest news headlines. Michael. Hi, Tom. Thank you very much. Vice President Joe Biden says we will act if Iran breaks the nuclear deal. Biden is in Jerusalem today for meetings with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. It comes after Iran's news agency says the country fired two ballistic missiles with the phrase Israel must be wiped out written in Hebrew on them. Biden says U.S.-Israel relations remain strong. It doesn't mean we don't disagree, but you uh, you never need to doubt that the United States of America has Israel's back. And we know Israel has our back as well, I might add. It's not a one-way street. Biden will meet later today with Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas. Democrats Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders will debate again tonight. Clinton won the Mississippi primary yesterday, while Sanders narrowly scored an upset win in Michigan. Donald Trump won Republican contests in Michigan, Mississippi, and Hawaii. Ted Cruz won Idaho. He was the Beatles' other George. Beatles manager George Martin has died. Martin produced some of the most influential Beatles albums. Including Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, George Martin was 90. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Mike Labar. Mike, Tom? Extraordinary individual. He was. It is It is just album after album of original. I don't think you'll ever see that again, have you? I, I don't think so. Absolutely extraordinary. Sir George Martin. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. We're with Steve Shark. Tom noted the weather. It's going to be in the 60s all through next week in New York. Stephen Short next on what the temperatures mean for the price of energy.